Hello, this is Tyler G, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about Zavi. Z-A-V-V-I. They have a bunch of pop culture items, all the way from figurines, statues, DVDs, to clothing. And especially if you're interested in clothing, they have a lot of cool items that you can find at the link in my bio on Instagram. And also, if you use my code, BATMANFIGS30, you'll get 30% off and free shipping on any of the Terror collection right now, which is a bunch of shirts like Halloween, Shining, and a bunch of other iconic Halloween slash horror film icons. So, go check it out now. Get 30% off. The clothing's cool. The clothing feels nice. It's high quality. And uh, you get to wear the thing you love on your sleeve, literally. So, check it out. Use my code again, BATMANFIGS30, for that discounted free shipping. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to DC Figures and Collectibles. My name is Tyler G of Batman Figs on and I am joined as always by my co-host all the way from Stoke on Trent, England. And you can find him on Instagram at the.batfan. His name is Scott. Scott, how are you doing? Hello. Hello to everybody listening. And I'm doing good how yeah. Thanks. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. And yeah, we're both fresh off of seeing a new movie that came out this weekend. Yes, that we're going to be talking about, as yeah. well as with the toys, the new figs. If we got anything, what's going on with the figures? Yeah, what what is going on with the figures? <laughs> so, uh, in, in all seriousness, anything from that you got in the post? Anything new? Um, absolutely nothing whatsoever. No, nothing. nothing this week. You no, know, just still kind of waiting on the McFarlane stuff to come out, and um, yeah, it's really not a lot happening to be honest. It's been pretty quiet. How about you? Now I've been I've been tempted. I mean, the only thing I got new was, and I think I told you earlier in the week, uh, I bought the duplicates of the Rogues pack. But that's just to hold yes. on in case wear and tear on the ones I have break, and I need to bring in a substitute for the pictures. But other than that, there isn't really anything that I've seen that's worth getting. And I mean, I want to get stuff, but I haven't seen any McFarland stuff anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's not. For have you? Tried. No, absolutely nowhere whatsoever. It's not released in the UK. I've seen Amazon now put 17th of February as the date on the, I think it's the Batgirl figure. So that way it's coming out on the 17th of February in the UK. Because Amazon are usually one of those companies that never commits to an actual day until it it's 100% nailed on that it's going to come out on that day. So, uh, But everywhere else is just saying early February on release dates for the UK. So God knows what's going to happen. Um <coughs> It could be it could be November. Who knows? Like, they just keep pushing uh, it back all the time. So who knows? But yeah, hopefully that's a bummer because they start alive. they started off so strong this year being released. Well, at least here anyway. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand the hold up. I just you've had plenty of time to prepare for it, like more than plenty of time. You've had literally a year to get these figures ready to go out <laughs> on the shelf. So just hurry up why wow. i don't see what the hold up is i really don't get it and then also i just think they dropped the ball on the first movie tie-in really to start off the year with birds of prey yeah. you even showed that you had a harley quinn in the making how is it not released yet i know yeah they did unless it was some sort of thing where they have to wait till after it was released but i find that hard to believe it's just just um 
get the figures out there, basically. But, yeah, um, yeah very strange. Well, that's we'll get more into McFarlane the next sort of stuff later, but in terms of photos for the week, yes, this is a uh, this is from this past week for episode almost got him. Oh yeah, almost got him there. That was a blast doing that episode last time. It was. Now, how long did this setup take? Um, <laughs> about sort of I want to say about an hour, maybe more than an hour. Really? Yeah, it it did take a while. That one, I'm not gonna lie, it did take a while. So, um, I absolutely using, love the little yeah. coins and all that that you have on. <laughs> Thank you. That's um, Playmobil coins. Um, I got the cards off eBay, and then the table is um, some green matte card that I just cut out into as well. I sort of got a Mezco. Uh, I think it was the Mezco Dark Side base. I scored around it with the scissors, then cut it out. Um, and use that as the the green cloth for the table. That's smart. But um, yeah, it took a while. The background is a blue. It's one of my blue Nike t-shirts um, <laughs> that I I pegged onto my bed, stretched out and pegged it onto my bed. Then just put like an iPhone yellow light coming behind Joker because in that scene there's a a light that's quite low on the table. I, I didn't manage to find anything as a prop for a light, which I was a little bit annoyed with. But I just used yellow iPhone light instead coming up behind Joker. You know, it's funny as you, you cite Playmobil a lot for accessories, and I've started to see them and take notice of them more when I go in the toy store and I look, and I, I'm tempted sometimes to get them. Yeah, <laughs> just they're on the brilliant. Side. They are brilliant. It's like Playmobil don't always scale well with their own stuff, so it, it works quite nicely for like the 112 figures. Um, I've got loads of stuff like computers. I've even got a safe, which I might have to use in a picture, actually. Uh, it's Playmobil. It's, it's absolutely fantastic, yeah. No. Yeah, it's good fun. This we have to look at because it's just a beautiful shot. But and I also love the fact that this is also a little customization to it as well. Put your own Cheers. spin on it. Yeah. So um, Kevin of that Renke Customs helped me get this figure, and he he did some uh, very very cool great um, great hair on the side of uh, Superman's head, and and this is a brilliant figure. Um, yeah, Jason of at JNL Toys. He absolutely killed this one fantastic is it still as hard to find it is i mean it's certainly in the uk anyway um, i think he got it for like seven seventeen dollars um in the us just loose as a figure but in the uk it's just non-existent that figure at all like we it never even came into stores here it was just sold out instantly um, just like absolutely. most multiverse <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's, it, I, I hope McFarland don't fall into that please hurry up you can never get tired of any shot like this, but you managed to catch the sunlight at the perfect time, right? Cheers, yeah. I mean, this was just before sunset, like just before, and we're probably talking like four o'clock UK. So um, I went down to a local place um, near me, and it's like a, a, a park and grass in the background. There's a great big crack in the road, so I could rest my camera down in the middle of it um, and put a cloth under it to keep it clean. Um, and props the camera up and then just put all the figures on the edge of where the crack in the road is and um, creates a nice low angle to make it look like standing on the edge of a, a cliff or whatever. Um, <laughs> now, did you feel like you were in a race against time to try to get them all stood up in time to yes. hit the sunlight? <laughs> yes, that and to avoid I mean, you, getting run over. <laughs> you can tell that it's not 
you didn't just stand them up because Flash is like perfectly posed, and all of them. I mean, they're hard figures to pose. So. Well, with figures like that, I'd, what I tend to do is I tend to. It sounds a little bit strange, and people aren't going to probably understand what I'm all about here. But I try to pose them before I go out of the house. So okay. I'll, I'll get them in a certain pose I want, rest them on the car seat. As soon as I pull off, I'll just <laughs> get the figures balanced correctly, and then that's it. I'm sorted. I mean, they're all kind of basic poses, really. But that's that was sort of the limitations the animated figures put on you, especially when they're on like hard ground outside. It's not particularly smooth. It's difficult to sort of angle them and anyone who's got these figures, yourself included, will know that they don't always stand up the best. Yeah, I was about to say, the, basic poses on these are, like, that's yeah. just top-level skill. Because <laughs> the, the ankle pivots on them don't exist, so... Uh, especially that Superman, which you had to do different oh. customizations to, with the gloss. Superman, yeah, the, the floor gloss. Um, I need to do that again on him, because his hips are seriously going. He's getting old, Superman is. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting old, Superman. He needs, uh, I really wanted to highlight gloss. this shot. Oh, okay, yeah, that one was... Um, I love the angle, how low it is, or how the looking up it is, high up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I've tried um, to just do something a little different. So there were, there's a warden's tower that is in Napersley Reservoir Park um, near to me. I've mentioned it a few times on this podcast, I know, and um, there's a warden's tower near there, so I posed them on the edge of the tower, and I just thought the grass looked quite nice. It's sort of very similar to those scenes that you see in the Capullo comic, where he sort of oh, it looks on the just edge. like that cover. Like you could imagine him sitting right here too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish that figure had more articulation because I definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love this figure so much; it's brilliant. I haven't taken a picture of it for ages, and it was about time I did because it's just such a cool figure. It really is. It's fantastic. Now it's cool seeing this taken because you don't see this taken much of this new version of Freeze yeah. with this mainly because people hate it, but also because just yeah. it's also hard to put these all in. <laughs> it, oh, it is, isn't it? It's hard to balance him as well. I use blue tack to keep him stood up in this. Um, <laughs> but um, randomly last week, um, while I was off work, I, I was watching through the Vengeance Batman game. And I hadn't, I hadn't played this game or rewatched through it since I was probably about maybe, t- I want to say about 12, maybe something like that, or 11. So um, I randomly just watched through it. And I've, I've, it's something you don't really realize as a kid how good the story is in that. Um, the Batman Vengeance story is fantastic. And that inspired a couple of pictures, one of which is these. I'll upload the other one soon. But. Um, Good. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant with Dr. Evers in it, how he portrays Mr. Freeze with Joker. And yeah, it's an absolutely bloody brilliant story. So recommend anyone just to watch over it for the, for the story. It's absolutely brilliant. And you can see um, in that game so many elements of where the Arkham games were inspired in terms of the gameplay and the things you can do in it. So yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, the Batman animated series never lacked in story. That's for sure. Yeah. And to get all the voice cast together for that game as well. Brilliant. Now, talk us through this one. This one is absolutely just stunning. It feels like you're in a sewer. Look at this. Okay, so this picture's been in the works for a long time. I'm not going to lie. When um, um, when Kevin um, secured the final turtle, which was uh, Mikey, 
Um, and he, he posted it over to me. So massive thanks to Kevin of Atring Customs again. Posted those over to me. I knew what I was going to do with these figures um, straight away. So there's a um, again, it's in Naples the Reservoir. It's an amazing place. Um, there's a massive old tractor engine that's on a, a plinth there, and inside it just looks like a perfect sewer. This is the inside of it. it it's just absolutely perfect. And as soon as um, I saw it, I was like, I've got to do the turtles picture when they, they enter the sewer from the um, the Mutant Ninja Turtle v Batman movie. It had had to be done. It's just perfect location for it. I've done a picture with Batman and Green Lantern ages and ages ago in the tunnel and used it as like a Kalinorian tunnel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I had to use it again for that. I knew straight away. First time I saw it, I was like, oh, I've got to use that for the turtles. It's perfect. It's also rare to see anything usually outside of Batman from you too, so seeing Turtles was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, they had to get a solo shot. They deserve it. They're great figures, and I just love that everybody else hates them. So I, everyone, <laughs> I see, everyone I see slates the Turtle figures. like All the Turtle fans hate them. They love the NECA ones, so I just had to do it to annoy them. Now, this is just cool because I love how uh, you matched up scale-wise the shot and not the building itself. Cheers. Really awesome. Cheers, yeah, that's in Burslem that's near to me. Um, it is a, it, it literally like being in 1989 Gotham. It honestly <laughs> is. I'm not joking. All the buildings look are just so old and um, they're, they're actually beautiful to take pictures in front of. But I, I think some of the local residents sort of trying to steal a car because I, I was literally in between two cars there. And quite, <laughs> so they, they thought I was up to something dodgy, but I was, no, I was just taking a picture of Joker um, <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Did you didn't say anything to him? You didn't even acknowledge him? Nah, no, no. <laughs> just people that walked past and look, looked at me strange. Oh, well, oh, they just get on with it. But, well, it's um, nice yeah, seeing it. this from you. Oh, yeah, I finally got around to taking a picture of the bat cycle. It was about time. Um, I was going to use that picture for the... Um, I love seeing, even here in the corner, a fish. Yes. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to use that for the iconic heroes picture for the previous weekend theme, but I decided to keep it and just use it as a regular post instead. Um, yeah. And speaking of themes. Yes. This is the beginning of this weekend's theme. Yes, Oops. it is indeed. <laughs> the crime boss weekend. And How picked... fitting. Yes. You have both of these guys in one picture. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> No, they're both they're both brilliant, and we'll be talking about both of these characters in this week's episode. And uh, yeah, I had this picture since Christmas, and just never got around to uploading it. So I've, I've it's been there ever since. I'm not using it so far. I'll use it this weekend. It's the perfect chance. Arkham Origins is basically a war between these two. So um, yeah, definitely wanted to keep that. In I really love how you just matched the lighting because it's backlit. So I, f- I imagine that would have been a little bit of a challenge, but that looks great. It was tricky. I mean, I took this picture very, very early on when I was getting so used to the camera. So it's not 100%, but it's not too bad. It's okay. Not at all. Then, of course, the classic Burton verse crime bosses. Burton verse crime bosses. Brilliant characters. It's amazing how good this Mattel figure is. Honestly, that sits (laughs) next to a Mezco and, and doesn't look out of place whatsoever. It's amazing. Um, now, that, is this a screen uh, or is this a dio? It's a dio. Yeah, it's a wow. new dio. It's a new dio that I got. Um, that looks I did great. 
you could probably see it better. I did another picture of the Keaton Batman. You could probably see it a little bit better in that picture. But um, and then I got a printed background of the '89 Gotham. I've had that for a while, but it's not really Here we go. need to use it. Yeah, that's the one. So these great pillars few... and the Obey posters. <laughs> yeah, just loads, loads of uh, graffiti everywhere. It just when I saw the dial on eBay, um, it just reminded me of the. 89 Gotham so much and I was like I've got to get this because it's perfect for that figure it's one of my favourite figures and um, yeah so decided to get the Dio and just it's got such cool angles which I'll we'll probably see more of next week any excuse that you could have to shoot this guy more will we'll, we'll allow it <laughs> I've got one more picture of him to do next week so and then talk yeah. about great timing again yeah this is perfectly fitting for this weekend yeah, I took this last night, and uh, yeah, it's a brilliant... This is, I love yeah. this version of it even more than the movie. <laughs> Thank you, that's kind, and I, I, like, I really love these figures. They're All three of them are brilliant, and uh, don't photograph them enough, so it's a good excuse to do it. It's nice to see Zaz getting his moment. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, and I had that background of my alibi for ages and wanted to use it, so finally nicked that background for this picture. And this is this is two of five, so we got more this weekend. So if you're Indeed, not, yeah, you're not following and you're not tuning in, you need to be. Yeah, and someone requested a picture of Red Hood, which you definitely, definitely get to see. He's a crime boss, that's for sure. Especially he in, absolutely first shows yeah. up. And he says it himself. He doesn't stop crime; he controls it. Oh man, I I love, I still love the animated movie. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? it which is what I was. I definitely watched some clips of that before watching Birds of Prey to see how uh, Black Mask was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, Which I can't wait fantastic. to talk <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, you, you mentioned Birds of Prey is a character that you've taken a picture of this week for the POV episode. Ah, yes. With, with Renny Montoya. Bullock. Two great figures. Two side characters that are absolutely perfect and you managed to keep Harvey's head on in that picture as well which is the most impressive part of that picture I've got to say yes I had to I had to be very precise with the hot glue to get it just on the ball joint part of the the joint (laughs) luckily I could still move the head around with sticking in there thankfully as of now (laughs) yeah that picture is brilliant and you I mean that Montoya figure do you have her I do Oh yeah, she did. It's like so hard to take a bad picture of her. She's just a really good figure. Mm. I'll have to take a solo picture of her one day because she looks really. You cool. got to. She's so. I love that she comes with two head skulls, the hat, and just the regular version. And it infuriates everybody who couldn't get her out of the latest wave. <laughs> um, but no, that I love that one. Um, where's the other picture that I did see this week I really liked as well where am I looking here this one there we go brilliant I love that picture ah yes Alfred Alfred uh, tailoring Batman's new cowl and tailoring his new cape classic one <laughs> yeah that, that is the, the Alfred I remember growing up so yeah he's fantastic With the sewing machine I got from Michael's <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant and the bank dial in the background again with the Brilliant bookcase, it's fantastic. Oh, I love that bookcase. Yeah, it looks absolutely brilliant. 
this is also as well I wanted to mention this because I, I think that figure looks really good together the crane figure um, I thought that too one. just with how skinny the figure is with the head <laughs> yeah it, it fits really really well and it also starts a new mini series that you're going to be doing oh yes and I'm uh, I actually am really looking forward to that and it's also given me an excuse to uh, get my accessories more uh, more arranged and in order and all together so uh, the new series I'm doing is I'm comparing and contrasting uh, any figure that was made in both the BTAS form and the new Batman Adventure form. So, like that, Riddler and new Riddler. And even though he's only in one episode, he got a figure. Yeah, he did. He was in more so Superman it, episodes than Batman episodes, which yeah. was bizarre. He was in the one where, was it, Nighttime? Yeah, Love Nighttime. It? With Matt Hatter Nighttime. and Bane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic episode that one is. And you mentioned Bane there. Very apt because you took a picture of Bane this week as well. In fact, you took two pictures of Bane this week. Please let Yeah, I wanted to make sure to take. I always feel like this guy doesn't get enough uh, usage, so I wanted to take a nice picture of him. I get serious Dark Knight vibes with this picture. You know, the like the sort of snow in the city when it's daytime and, and the Dark Knight rises. That oh, yeah. It really reminds me of that. Yeah, I wanted, and that's like a pool pump in the back that I made. I felt like it looks mechanical enough and in scale, so it just yeah. looked like an abandoned factory. <laughs> no, I love that. I love when you take pictures outside and find these like, like cool backdrops and stuff. Like, like what you've been fantastic. doing, you've been doing a ton of new outside shots. I'm, I'm trying to. It, it's freezing, but I'm trying to. Well, let's um, enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> nice one, um, and this one as well. Let's have some more bait. Ah, yes. Brilliant I feel like, picture. I feel like I got in a Bane and Two-Face mode this week. <laughs> and that yeah, that figure doesn't get enough love either. It's a Mayfex figure, but it's probably my... the Out of all the Mayfex figures I have, it's probably the most well-done version. It does look brilliant. Um, you can change the arms on that as well, can't you? And take oh, yeah. His, take off his, take coat. his coat. Off. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I love that Mayfex do stuff like that. I would have to put a tie between him and my Batman Begins Batman as my favorite Mayfex figures. They're amazing. That Batman Begins one is just unreal, isn't His it? His cape is the so best. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so, so good. It really is absolutely fantastic. And it was uh, the Two-Face, the aforementioned Two-Face. Speaking of coins and Playmobil. This is, yeah. Yes. It's not Playmobil, but I found something that looked like coins. <laughs> It definitely it does. Up. It's brilliant. I think that's um, a great pose you put on Batman as well, and anyone who's watched the episode will know why that's a great pose. Yes, I'm glad that people would pick that up, and I tried to make a Grace out of Supergirl and Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah, decent, it looks fantastic. I think. I think it looks great. It works perfectly for that picture. Um, I'm trying to look for the other one. Undress, there it is. I know you used that sort of similar backdrop for the Batman and Superman shot you've done before, um, which I really loved. And this one looks great as well with Huntress. Um, yeah, I wanted to give her that. the Because you saw the movie and they have a lot of bright fluorescent colors and lens flare and stuff in the movie. So I wanted yeah. to get that vibe with her. Yeah, no, they definitely do. And, and that comes across brilliantly in um in this picture. I'd love to know what time of day you took that picture. That's at 9.45 p.m. here oh, in okay, California. Cool. 
What time is it going to sunset then at the minute in that uh, where you are? Here, uh, it's starting to get a little bit uh, later in the day. We were still in daylight saving because it's winter and it was getting dark around like 5.30, but now it's getting sunset to like 6.20, Right, okay. Right, yeah. This is right after I saw the movie, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, you can tell the passion comes across in that. Really enjoy that picture. Finally, I really just... managed to, to buy a Huntress this week, an old DC collectible. You did? So, yeah, I only paid Good. like 14 quid, so it's not too bad, but hopefully going to get one that uh, get here next week. I hope we get a fantastic figure. Too. Yeah, she yes. was my favorite character from the movie. I thought she was funny. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty good, Huntress was. I wish we got to see more of her, though. I was depressed about that. Yeah, absolutely. That. <laughs> definitely. And um, I definitely wanted to mention this one because I just think the smoke effect in the fire is absolutely spectacular. This one I was really trying to get, like, perfect because, I mean, we and we've talked about it on here on the show and we've talked about it when we're just talking on here. Because we do the episodes and you do them with me now when we cover a review and it's yeah. just like sometimes it's hard to get the point across or sometimes you think, okay, this is going to be a hard episode to shoot. And for me, I've done a bunch of times. So it's just like, this one, I was like, all right, I got to get at least something different about this episode. And I felt like this was a good time to use also the gas mask because I don't feel like yeah. I don't use that enough. <laughs> no, I, I also, yeah, it's the first time I used the NECA in that way where I was like, okay, I'm going to have the NECA uh, building where I just yeah. put it like that. But I think I, even now there's a bunch of different ways I could use it where I'm just not being creative enough. I need to start being even more creative. Yeah, loads of people um, do so many different things with the NECA diode, mix it up in so many ways. That, so does it just all like, disconnect and reconnect in different oh, ways? Yeah. Or, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and I haven't been debating looking up and getting another one. I wonder if it's still there in Big Bad Boy Store. People have thought it. That'd be cool. You can make your own street if you repaint some of it as well. Hopefully, we get some Joker figures to go with it. Yes, that that would be good. Of course, Um, that's probably asking the world at this moment. (laughs) And so, I wanted to conclude with this picture. Ah, the NECA. All NECA in this photo. (laughs) Yeah, the all NECA team. this is brilliant. I know you've done a picture of Batman with the Turtles before, but this one's just amazing. Yeah, the other one was from the other side, and it was coming yeah. out from a lower angle, and this one was one that I've had on just hanging on to for a long time. Really? <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll bust it out this time. Yeah, I have yeah. a few more that I have that I just don't really like, because you know sometimes you hold on to them and think maybe... Yeah, I do, to be fair. That, no, that is true. But there's just, I look at them, it's like, no, you know, I just can't. But this one is the one that I was like, yeah, this looks decent enough. Yeah, and I really do like that one. It's pretty, those necker tails are really, really cool. They really are. And I, someone, uh, I think his name's Evil Kim 33 or something, someone asked, where can you get those turtles? And I said, oh, I don't know if they're still selling them, but apparently is going to re release them soon. So those of you listening, oh, nice. watching that uh, want them and missed out before, they're going to re-release them because people keep buying them up, so why waste money? <laughs> oh, that's good. That, that's actually quite good that they're re-releasing. Mezco yeah. yeah. For real. Like, yeah. that's nice. Oh, there's a supply and a demand and it's being filled. Yeah. I think that's, that's crazy great. to think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, NECA have a little bit of a history doing stuff like that because they cancelled all the Batman Predator stuff, didn't they? And then yeah. they uh, managed to get them released and stuff. So that's, that's actually quite good to see that 
there is a little bit of fan power out there that can get to yeah. get these things done and get people interested. I I wish that other companies took note. Yeah, definitely. DC Collectibles did that. Yeah, DC Collectibles actually seem to go out of their way to go against what people want, which is quite bizarre. I mean, they, they could if they're allowed to re-release figures, and we see that they're going to with different uh, paints, why not release all the rogues and everything again? Because mm. you see that there's a demand for even like I looked at the Ventriloquist figure because I was like, oh, you know, since I got doubles of figures, I might as well start looking to see if get doubles of others in case they start to break down. The Ventriloquist yeah. was like over a hundred bucks online. It's crazy, isn't it? I um, couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. I think. I think it was the Man Bat. I only paid about sixteen quid, and he's now like, I think it was like ninety the last time I saw. It, it's actually crazy. Um, I'm gonna have a look now because I'm genuinely interested. <laughs> it really does blow my mind. I think even the new Batman Adventure Joker is 33 right now, and he's not. He's like one that people hate. No way. No, I think he's actually a decent because he has the hyenas. I think it went up even more. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that is true. Um, yeah, I, I, the man bat figure just doesn't exist anywhere actually. Wow. Unboxed there. Four, Forty pound unboxed. That's a lot of money. For what? For the for the man bat that is forty pound unboxed. Oh, <laughs> crazy. That is actually ridiculous. Roxy Rocket's still £7.50. <laughs> Nobody wants Roxy Rocket. She's still stuck there. Hey, her accessories are awesome. They really are. They, are, they really are. The um, bat symbol All the little gun guns. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah despite just the fantastic. rocket. The wrench is even cool for different scenes. Yeah, it actually is. Half of these figures just don't exist whatsoever anymore, or you can't find them on the market. It's madness. Robin's £24. Wow. Even new Batman Adventure 2 face was a decent amount. He sucks. It's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) It's actually crazy. Um, I can remember when I broke one of them and I had to pay, I think it was like 30 quid to get him back, and then, like you say, now Uh. the price is gone even higher which is crazy now we don't have any news of any new figures from McFarlane coming out right no unfortunately <laughs> not unfortunately not uh, I think the only new figure that's been released this week or shown this week is the Mezco Thanos which is just very boring um, oh, but how bad did it look to me it, it looked look like great. someone trying to do a custom and did their own soft goods around it yeah it, it didn't look great um they changed the head sculpt on it, didn't they? The head sculpt is, does look better, but I do like the light-up um, Infinity Gauntlet. I think that looks good, but the, the actual cool. figure... I mean, the actual figure's terrible, really. That, it just creases all over him, and it doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't look great. It, it looks like a kit bash to me. That was someone yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it does. Um, if that Infinity Gauntlet was going second-hand on eBay, I might buy it for Darkseid. <laughs> that I mean, I'm sure you could find it at a decent price somewhere. Yeah, it's good to know that Dark Side is the OG Jack Kirby beast yeah. from Mexico still. Yeah, he's a brilliant figure. I wish they made more nice figures like that and actually released them. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be cool to see some like really 
different stuff from Mezco. Like if Mezco made a, a I don't know, something completely different, like the Hellbat or something. I know Matt McFarlane just made it a pretty bad example, but just something really wacky and different that, that got people excited. I think that would be really cool to see. Like a Huntress, something crazy like that. Yeah, or Robin, which, that would be great. If they a Damian Robin. Robin. Yeah, and any Robin or Nightwing or Red Hood. I think Red Hood would be a great figure. A Chris O'Donnell, Batman and Robin with nipples. Oh, could you, could you imagine that? That'd be a great figure. The Hot Toys one looks brilliant. I would they, buy it for a next. Yeah, I, I'd absolutely get it. Absolutely. You just remove the cape and you got a Nightwing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, in terms of uh, any other top brands, there's, I don't think there's anything that was announced really. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing whatsoever, which is. So um, we started off hot, but now we're kind of drying up. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, there's a lot been sort of promised. Uh, Mezco have got a few DC figures that they have yet to release. Um, same with Mayfex. Mayfex got loads of stuff they need to release. Uh, Figure Arts have got that brilliant Birds Prey Harley Quinn that's coming out in June, I think, and then oh, waiting on the McFarlane stuff. So, yeah, we're gonna we're, 2020 is going to be a great year. It's just we're going to be a little bit uh, patient at the start of it, which is annoying. Yeah, so the only figure really that tied you over new, if you haven't got yet, is still that purple Catwoman and the blue Batman, the Nightfallers. Yeah. I still haven't seen them in, in store. You're going to have a look at them. Really? Yeah, I need, Gosh. I need to go and look at them. You, like, you, mean, you mean they haven't got, you don't know if they got them, or you just haven't got them? I don't know. I've just not gone and had a look. Oh, still. Okay. I need to, need to go and check it out. But yeah, hopefully they right. might, might be tempted to get that Batman. It's pretty good looking. Does, and someone asked me, "Does your does your Batman have two left feet too?" And I was like, "No, but that's fine." Oh wow! <laughs> so wow. Just, again, if you guys are thinking about getting him, just make sure you look at him before you buy him. Oh, grief! <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's absolutely shocking. <laughs> does your Batman have two left feet? I said, like, "No, but he broke." Wow. Uh, all yeah, right. So, like... are you ready to talk about Birds of Prey? Yes, let's do it. And, all right. Uh, there's going to be none of this watered down crap. We're putting spoiler warnings Spoilers everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, we're not we're not doing a non-spoiler review because all you can do is give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Then yeah, so we're gonna, we're going to give you a spoiler warning. Anyway, you've had your warning. You had your. Um, what did you think of it? Okay, overall, I thought uh, Margot Robbie she did a lot better. I liked her in this as Mar- as Harley Quinn a lot better. I felt like she uh, kept the accent all the way through, which was nice. Uh, she seemed to be more animated and liked the cartoon version. And I just thought she seemed more interested. And you could tell, well, since she's a, a producer on the film, she's going to give it her all. So it was nice to know that she was at least invested all the way. Uh, I thought she did really good. Um I thought Black Canary was kind of weak. She got a lot of FaceTime, but it was it, it was for nothing. Yeah. I really feel like, I mean, even when they did show, like, she was a good fighter and stuff, they never really explained why she was a good fighter. Like, yeah. she that. She's supposed to be, like, the number one fighter as a female in D.C., Black Canary. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really do anything to mention that. Um, they She only did her Canary cry once, and I 
they did make it so that like it was draining on her, but still, it's just like she's black canary. Come on, yeah, like we got to see her powers used. Um, Huntress, I thought was very interesting, and I liked the different parts they did with her. And if uh, the first scene they did with her looked a lot like a Boondock Saints movie scene, uh, this then a lot of the flashback stuff with the music mm-hmm. they played seemed like a. Quentin Tarantino stuff, which I liked just visually. And I thought she, because by the time she comes in, the Harley Quinn stuff, like her shtick kind of gets old, so it's not as comedic. So by the time she shows up, she kind of has some comedic relief to it. To the, like with her lines, it's just kind of funny how serious she is. Uh, I do wish that she would have, I do wish both of, uh, Canary and Huntress would have got more scenes in their costumes. It is nice to see that at the end that they they had their full costume. Yeah, and I do like that at the end they stuck to the comics and they made this like a one time only adventure for Harley Quinn with the Birds of Prey, and that they do go off and do their own thing, and that Harley's back doing her own thing, and she'll, she's definitely being Suicide Squad too. I hated Cassandra Kane as a character. Mm. Absolutely, she graded on me. The actor, the actress, uh, was not. I just didn't think it was good. I didn't think uh, her lines are good. I thought she just, uh, let's make this character say the f word a lot just to be shocking. But I mean, other than that, she had no characterization. Uh, even she did, she didn't. Ha- she wasn't anything resembling the comic book character who was like a daughter to an assassin and deaf and couldn't talk and not a pickpocket thief. And overall, I just didn't like the that part. I didn't like that part of the movie. I thought uh, Black Mask, at the beginning, I was really worried. I was like, oh, because he was doing some, like, dance moves. And I was like, oh, like is every day, don't do, like, a, too much like the Joker. Don't be dancing too much. But he only did it once or twice, and, I, like, I could get past that. But overall, I do like how... Uh, littlest thing would just piss him off and he turned into a complete psycho just like um, under the red hood which I really enjoyed that and I thought he did a great job in doing an American accent and also just being complete uh, completely in the role I thought he did a great job I liked Victor Zaz with the few nuggets he had like when he meowed at Harley Quinn and stuff like that I just thought that was funny and uh, who else was it Renee Montoya, I thought they did some good homages to like POV where she turns in her badge. That reminded me of that. And uh, especially with uh, another homage with Harley Quinn, they did the Mad Love when Joker pushed her out the window, of course, and she's falling. And it's like almost the same view that we get from Mad Love. And then another thing that reminded me of a Batman anime series episode is uh, when she keeps trying to hit every button to get the cells out and she's just hitting them over and over. It reminded me of Girls' Night Out when she keeps hitting the ATM with her hammer. that reminded me of that i love the roller derby stuff i just thought that was uh cool and uh well shot i just liked how that looked and she's just punching people too and again i thought the action was great there's stuff at the end where they're at the fun house it looked kind of uh, it got slow at some points and it looked like people were just waiting their turn to go attack but overall (laughs) overall i thought the action was cool and i did like how even the roller derby stuff at the beginning was set up to, and it was paid off with uh, her being able to use the roller skates well at the end uh, to, in chasing down Black Matt. So at least it made kind of sense, even though 
by the, how much she was using those roller skates, that rubber would have been melted off those roller skates. Yeah. But uh, overall, I thought it was a fun movie. And anything that is too wacky or anything like that, you could just say, well, it's told from the viewpoint of Harley Quinn. So, I mean, they have an excuse for that. So. Yeah. But the, the one thing I'd, I'd also like that they didn't beat you over the head with that I thought was really well done was when she got, when she had the little, uh, uh, dance sequence when she was getting interrogated or she got punched. You could tell that was just her like uh, disassociating from the pain. And, and they didn't have to be like, oh, you are disassociated. It was just a nice little thing. Wasn't too drawn out, but it was, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Overall, uh, my review on YouTube, I gave it a seven out of 10. It's like I said, it wasn't anywhere near Joker, but it, I, I liked it a little bit more than uh, the Suicide Squad stuff just because I felt that stuff was all over the place. I thought this stuff at least had a story that it was like you could follow along. It wasn't cut all crazy like a music video. Um, I didn't really like certain characters in Suicide Squad. Like uh, I didn't like any time Deadshot didn't have his mask on. I just thought that was an excuse for Will Smith to show his face. And that and uh, the best stuff with Suicide Squad I liked was Harley Quinn. So it was nice to get a movie with Harley Quinn and also some different characters. But it also got me excited to see Suicide Squad 2 as well. So I'm looking forward to, to that. Yeah. At least the movies are still progressing forward and we're not still going backwards. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I would say if it was on TV, I would watch it again. But it's not something I'm looking for. I would go pay to watch in theater again. So I'd say a solid 7 out of 10 is average. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> yeah, I to start off with seven out of ten, I think is about right. It's, you know, it's like around a seven or, or something like that is is probably fair. Um, I think to start off with an R rating is definitely the way to go now with DC movies because you yeah. got all the you got the the blood and the realistic violence in there, and not the sort of cheap slapstick punching that you get in a Marvel <laughs> movie. So I think I think that's definitely the way to go for them from now on. And the Batman movie, I think, is going to be R rated, isn't it? So. Um, that would be awesome. That, that's that's apparently what they've this has been rumored. But um, to start off with, um, Harley is amazing. Like Margot Robbie, like encapsulates that character so well. And like you said, the voice was thing was just brilliant throughout. Um, she tells the story brilliantly. You know, everything's all over the place with her, which is great. <laughs> um, I really did feel like they needed to have a Joker in this movie and I'm sorry yeah. people will find that boring but I don't care I think they needed to bring Jared Leto back or get someone new in if they weren't sure um, well in fact no they needed Jared, Le- Jared Leto back because they used the scenes from Suicide Squad so they needed him back yeah they used um, direct scenes from the there. same movie yeah they did which not I, even I re-shot like. they just lifted them yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I I do kind of like because it's a bit of continuity in there. So, I like. You know, it's a continuation. Yeah, which is brilliant. So I think that's good. Um, I felt like uh, Canary um, was was pretty decent. I, I think she did a better job than I thought she was going to do. Like visually, you wouldn't necessarily say, "Oh, it's Black Canary," but I think she did yeah. a decent job. Um, I do agree about the Canary scream though. Like that that was a bit strange. Only that happened once. Um, uh, Huntress, I'm, she's okay. I wasn't massive fan, if I'm honest. I, just, I think she needs to be a bit more serious. None of these like cringy <laughs> things where she's trying to make herself a catchphrase or whatever. I, I'm not into that. 
it's just not funny to me personally. Um, Cassandra Kane, I completely agree with. She's just uh, really annoying. She's just annoying oh. me. Like she got too much screen time, in my opinion, and she's way really... too much. Do we really she's... need to see her over a huntress? I know, like it's just seeing her go around pickpocketing loads of people is boring. Like just get or her that. over a Joker scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Or her over more black math. Like, why do we have to see yeah. her? Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we needed to see so much as her as we did. Um, and I feel like the scene in GCPD was dragged out a little bit. Uh, it was good, but it was dragged out quite a bit. But um, Harley was great in that scene. And, yeah, I love it when she finds the baseball bat. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, which also brings us on to that bit at the end when they, they open the treasure chest in the amusement mile and they've they got all Harley's old stuff in there, which I like. Um, I think... Uh, you know what the best part think, about that was? I think, was it Montoya that used her old baseball bat from the Suicide Squad? I think it was Montoya. Yeah, and they're all brilliant. passing it around. Yeah, it's great. I really like that. You know what the best part about the fact that she finds that shirt is? Is that the mm. shirt's not bright white and clean. That's still dirty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like at least they weren't that absent-minded where they're like, oh, it's bright white and clean. <laughs> yeah, so which means the Suicide Squad movie now is, um, it has to be um, a sequel to it, for Suicide Squad. They, they can't rewrite that now. They can't reboot it because Margaret Robbie's going to be in it and... It, it is impossible for him. It has to be a second. Dang, squad she points to Captain Boomerang in there and says, I know. Absolutely. That, 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 <laughs> absolutely. I, th- I thought it was brilliant and it's fantastic. So, like really subtle way of linking um, linking that um, movie to this one. I think that was absolutely brilliant. I really liked that. Um, I did feel like in terms of Gotham, it was very Arkham verse inspired. So you've got put things like the amusement mile, which we saw Roman Salis, he owns it, he, same as um, this movie, you know, Roman Salis goes and meets him at the end, he owns it in the Arkhamverse, which I think is brilliant. You mentioned Chinatown as well, which is, of course, the place where Scarecrow hides out in Arkham Knight. And Founders Pier. Pier, Founders Pier as well, yeah, I've got Founders Island in, um, in Arkham Knight, and that's the view that you can see across to Arkham City from in, in Arkham Knight from Founders Pier. Those um, were the parts I loved yeah. the most because it felt like it was a cutscene from like a video game, but with real people, yeah. especially when it's like it's brilliant. doing the Dutch angle and you're panning to a black mask yeah. standing on a car talking to all those guys and mouse. It's like that is awesome. It feels like you're watching yeah. a live action Arkham video, like downloadable content. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> when you play the Arkham um, Origins game, you've got all the thugs in masks, and that's what it was like at the end. Um, oh, I love the fantastic. Thugs. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And um, so, in terms of villains, uh, Victor Zaz was brilliant. I really wasn't looking forward to seeing his um, portrayal of that character because I didn't think he looked massive likes him. But actually, when I watched the movie, when he shows his chest and all the scars on, and you see up up close and all the scars on his face, he was brilliant. He was really, really good. I was really impressed with him. Um, and my favourite character in the entire movie was comfortably. Um, Black Mask and Roman Sayan. Nice. Like, Ewan McGregor absolutely killed it <laughs> in that role. He was fantastic. Um, he was fantastic. He really was. And um, that sort of, he, I don't think he was overly camp, which is what I was really, really liking. You know, he had a, a serious split personality from an absolute um, arsehole of a mob boss to a really sort of dynamic, um, 
upstanding sort of guy. And I think that switch was brilliant. It was fantastic. And like you said, he could just turn on a sixpence and change straight away. I thought that was fantastic. Um, we shouldn't be surprised by now with you and McGregor, but it, it, it was brilliant. It really was. Um, he did an absolutely fantastic job. And that scene at the end when he put the black mask on, and he, you could just tell he was going to business. And when he got to the um, amusement mile and he did that speech, it just serious like arc of origins flashbacks with that gruff angry <laughs> voice you know and he um it sounds so good and when he tells the girl to get on the table as well and stuff like, oh it's brilliant am i whole theater felt uncomfortable you could just feel the tension yeah. there <laughs> it was still like yeah. what is he gonna I do mean, he was amazing which brings me on to the biggest problem i have with this movie uh which is that they killed him why? Why? Why, why yeah. would you do that? That's my he, big he was un, it was unbelievable, and the way they it did it, as well, me off. Yeah. it, it would be that absolute brat Cassandra Kane that does it as well. Oh, God, it's so annoying. It pisses me off too because, like, is that the only way you're able to get him? Because you're like, oh, we we'll only do a one-off movie. Oh, that's it. Why? So why disappointing. Would, you did so good. I guarantee you had a fun time playing the role. Why would you want to do it just one time? I would love to see like another movie after that with like you and McGregor as Black Mask and Leto as Joker fighting for like the underworld with Harley Quinn involved with and, and some and of the cast coming back. Yeah, I think that'd be a brilliant, brilliant movie. Really gutted that, that they killed him off at the end. I'd love to see you and McGregor as Black Mask again. Hundred percent. And they killed Zaz. Yeah, Zaz was brilliant. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant, but. Um, yeah, I just find it really disappointing that there wasn't a Batgirl in there again. I know this is long-standing things, and you know, I, and I hate the idea of, of Batman being missing from all these movies. It's Gotham City; he would be involved in there somewhere. You wouldn't allow someone like Huntress, who's supposed to be in the sort of or in and around the Bat family, you wouldn't allow that to happen. Her going around and just slaughtering people left, right, and centre, which is what I, I didn't like about Huntress. Um, Especially if she's just riding around on a motorbike, it's not going to be getting away from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, especially if you got a license on it, it's like okay, that's not going to be hard to find you. Yeah. <laughs> Your vehicle's registered. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime I, I, people try and explain it by Batman's been missing for years, I, I just I hate it, hate it so much. Batman would never leave Gotham like that for years; it just wouldn't happen. So. If anyone tries to use that excuse, I'd be like, no, don't buy it. It's a little rubbish. It wouldn't happen. Unless you physically kill Batman, then you will not see him go missing for years. It won't happen. It would have been nice if they were somehow working a cameo. but Yeah. It's a shame. Although Batman I don't think did they're that creative. <laughs> although Batman did sort of get a mention in the movie at, at the very Did you see the end credits on it? Uh, no, I didn't stick around, but I did hear that she does say, Oh, you still stuck around? She says, Batman is a, and then it cuts off. Yeah, it says, Batman is a, and it cuts off. So, something beginning with F is what she says at the end of the movie. Um, so God knows. No one, nobody knows what that's going to be, or we'll probably never find out now, given that the uh, Ben Affleck Batman doesn't exist in that universe anymore, it seems. Yeah, uh, you know what? Another thing that bugs me, and I know I don't know if most people will will think of this, but I feel like the only reason they did one hyena is because it cost too much to animate two hyenas. Mm. That's the yeah. only reason I feel like they did one hyenas. I do yeah. like they're a little lazy at that. 
It was very it probably cost him like ten million just to animate that Bruce. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I Which understand is, that. Yeah, I would rather not have him and save ten million and get a Joker actor instead. That would have been better. Exactly. So I'm so disappointed about that, and I'm not bothered if people think it's it's a boring thing to say. But um, yeah, I think they needed a Joker just in there somewhere um, in, in the in the film. Yeah. If they were smart. If they were smart, they would have done it anyway, even regardless of uh, Joaquin's success. Because if you're going to say Joker's going to be in there, everyone's going to want to go see it anyway to compare and contrast and all that. So yeah. it, would, it would draw a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just so angry that they killed Say Honest. That's my biggest problem with this film. They shouldn't have killed him. No way. That's, that's not, I out loud, why? Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> when, that, when that happened, I was just like, oh. God's sake! Like, why does the, you know, these movies always have to end with the villain like getting blown up or something? Like, why did they do that? And then keep think them it's alive cool just because can... it was graphic. It's like we don't yeah. care. We wanted to see more of them. Can you imagine? Like, you, you, he's really vengeful in like another movie because they've killed Zaz and he's absolutely furious. And then he, you know, he blames it on the Joker with Harley Quinn, and they have to fight Sick. against. They have to like come together to fight against Sionis and. I think that'd be brilliant. That'd be a great movie, um, and we could have Batgirl come into it as well to try and stop it. And I got the Warbirds to pray after return to stop the war. I think it'd be brilliant. Why? Why would they? Oh, I don't know. Just infuriating. But yeah, in terms of like Margot Robbie and everything, I love the movie. She did a fantastic oh, job. Yeah, she did a fantastic job. But there is one thing I would love to eventually see, and I don't know if we'll ever see it. We did get to see the animated version of it at the very beginning, but I would love to see her again in full. I mean, we get to see it one little time in Suicide Spot, but I would love to yeah. see her full animated get up. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that'd be Maybe. Um, do you think we will see a Birds of Prey only movie? Um, nah, I don't think so. No, if we do, then they've got to seriously look at some key decisions. So they've got to bring, they've got to bring Oracle or Batgirl in there. I think that's a, a must. Uh, they've got to change Cassandra Kane because she's just boring. Um, and I think they've got to bring in a good villain as well, a really good villain. I, I can't, still got. Why did they kill Black Mask? I'm furious <laughs> about that. Genuinely furious uh... about that. So stupid, it really is. The funny thing is, like seeing Black Canary at the end of her outfit, and seeing Huntress in her outfit, and seeing Renee Montoya in like a three-piece blazer. Like it's like, yeah. what? What is she doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit strange, isn't it? Um, like, we need Batgirl. That just looks odd. I'm glad it wasn't overly sort of um, like, like sort of radical feminist theme. I'm glad it wasn't. It wasn't like that. I'm, I'm really pleased about that. Although I did get sick of hearing about the promotions with Montoya and stuff. That got boring. Oh yeah, yeah. That. But I think they're trying to lean into the fact that that's very cliche. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's what they're. But I do know what you mean. I'm glad that because I was seeing a bunch of stuff and a bunch of videos popping up on my YouTube feed. Were like, oh, this is so feminist, so feminist. And I remember that they were saying that about Wonder Woman too. But then you see Wonder Woman, it's like, this doesn't beat me over the head with anything. This is just like the comics. Wonder Woman's the perfect example of um, of um, sort of 
accurate feminism wouldn't do this. I think that's the perfect example, a, a perfect way of displaying feminism and, and not being uh, sort of over the top, in your face, we're better than you, we, you know, way, if that makes sense. I think Wonder Woman's perfect yeah, yeah. for that. And, uh, yeah. And now um, we have that, her film to look forward to. I, I was just going to say, seeing that trailer on the big screen and hearing that music for, um, waiting for Birds of Prey to come on was unreal, really. Can't you got to see that trailer before? See, I didn't get yeah. to see it. I'm jealous. Yeah, that, that, just hearing that and seeing that on the big screen, that movie is going to be epic. It really is. Yeah. Now, going from the those birds to a different bird, we got Very something else bird. to cover. Yes. And we are going to be covering Birds of a Feather, which is a yes. penguin episode from Batman. And it is right after Almost Got him, so we get two penguin episodes kind of back-to-back, which is rare. And uh, in this one, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of it? Well, this is one I can remember. So I've talked about it a few times, but when I uh, re-brought a video from eBay when I was sort of 10, I think, uh, and this was one of the episodes on there, along with um, "If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich?" The Laughing Fish, and then um, "Might Be Christmas with the Joker" on there, and then there was this one as well, um, "Birds of a Feather," that was on the um, on the disc and uh, sorry on the cassette. And um, yeah, um, I quite like this episode. I can't say it's one of my favourite, but it's a good episode. And it's a decent yeah, Penguin episode. Society is to blame. <laughs> Hi, society. Hi, society. <laughs> uh, so the episode opens and uh, it shows Penguin just ransacking some museum. He's looking at paintings and commenting on which one are his favorites. And um, he's one of the victims is tied up to a chair. And uh, wait, he's looking at it just a picture. Uh, sorry, that didn't even. Was that English? Uh, he's looking at uh, pictures of ducks and that sort of thing. Penguin tries to uh, keep a high-class image even while he's doing all the robbing in front of the guy. And Batman eventually arrives and stops him. And uh, the next time we see Penguin, he's in jail, correct? Yes, indeed. Yeah. After some time. And he's yeah. getting, the guard comes up to him and uh, asks him what he's going to do when he's out. Penguin says that he's he's decided he's going to finally, after all this time, go straight. He's learned his lesson, and uh, he says, "Oh, it won't be hard, and I'll just rejoin my elite society, my friends. They'll be waiting for me." And uh, eventually, the day comes where he's free, and he says, "Oh, no doubt, a limo will be waiting." And he goes out there, and there's nothing but public transportation and a mean lady saying she's got somewhere else to be if he doesn't want to get on the bus. Yeah, that that sounds funny. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, it's I all do, pretty I, funny. It's also funny to show how delusional Penguin is. Really, don't really get an insight until right now how delusional. It is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it is a good first opening act. That one, it's quite, it's quite funny. And uh, the fact that Penguin, he, he seems genuinely so determined to um, change his ways when he comes out of prison. He doesn't want to go back in, but you can tell he's annoyed when the guard mentions about the paper. Headlines of him being released now. The guards make it sort of jibes at him. You could tell that he's getting um, he's getting pretty annoyed by that. But um, yeah, so while all that's going on, we see uh, Pierce and Veronica Vreeland throwing a party. Yes. 
Um, and they they noticed um, about Penguin in the paper uh, saying they haven't had a good hit since the Joker crashed their party and you know, that got them some headlines. So when they see Penguin getting released uh, as a headline <laughs> in the paper, they're like, oh, there's an interesting opportunity there. And they very sort of heartlessly um, want him to uh, join the party. Um, but uh, before they contact him, Penguin arrives back at his apartment where he thinks he's got an entourage <laughs> waiting for him, um, which isn't quite the case. Someone is waiting for him, which is Batman, probably not what he was expecting or what he wanted. In fact, he probably was expecting it, let's face it. Um, but Batman's sort of, you know, very um, in a dark way, sort of half threatens him, saying, wherever you go, I'll be right behind you. And that's Which that would freak me out. Yeah. And, and the penguins, the penguin just sort of uh, very pompously said, "Oh, that's where you belong." Um, that's where you belong. Which, 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 I, which I quite enjoy. Uh, you know, he's saying, "Oh, he's reformed now." And all this, and, Haven't uh, you so, heard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah I love when he shows reformed. up to a Joker, old boy, Croc, Two Face, like thinking <laughs> everyone's going to be there. Uh, no, just yeah, Batman. Just ab- absolutely nobody there whatsoever, other than Batman. Um, and with Batman saying that, wherever he goes, I'll be there. It gives me the same anxiety I feel like I would have at the as the guy that Riddler is trying to chase down. Yeah, at the end of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep that, knowing Batman everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a pretty cool scene as well. And Batman heads off into the night and leaves Penguin on his own in a very dusty, old-looking flat that hasn't been looked after very well while he's been out. Yeah, and I also love the scene that you talked about earlier. Just it shows the snobby rich people, the rich guy with Veronica Vreeland, and yeah, talking about how uh, Joker robbed the party. And they, it's just funny seeing how much they don't care because they're so rich. Like they could, it doesn't yeah. really matter if Joker. Oh, it's entertainment. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that yeah, guy's voice had is... since Riddler. <laughs> I mean, they 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 cast that voice so well because he is just so annoying and. <laughs> I hate Veronica Vreeland as well. I, I'm not going to lie. I can't stand her in the animated series. It's but, amazing. That, that, but that's, why she's good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why she's good. Because I, I hate her so much. But she's a great character. Because I think she's there to be hated. Now, it's after right after Batman leaves is when Penguin gets a phone call from Veronica, right? Yes, absolutely. Not long after. And that's uh, where she starts fishing to try to find out if she could get him. She's going to start trying to woo him. And uh, she basically asked if he's available to have dinner, and he obliges and says he's free. And uh, I'm sure that tickles his fancy because he already feels like he should be. People should be waiting for him everywhere he goes, and now he actually has someone that is uh, wanting to see him. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fitting for him. And they go out to a restaurant, and Penguin is uh, he's very pompous and he's being loud, and he's already. A, he, he's a deformed penguin-looking man, and he's being loud and making jokes, and he's eating fish whole, and just making everyone in the restaurant uncomfortable. And uh, Ver- Veronica Verilla just trying to pretend like she could stand him, and of course he doesn't really notice any like that she would be there for any other reason than just to be uh, in his presence because he's so enchanting. And then uh, the the waiter eventually comes up and asks like. Uh, are you guys ready to leave? And he says yes. And he's he asks how much it, <laughs> he asks how much it will be. He's like, don't worry, like I'll pay. And he's like, no, no, like we will gladly like 
it's on us if you'll just leave, just get out of here. <laughs> I'm sure it's affecting their business and just them being there. Yeah, it's when those guests walk in and they're like, oh, no thanks, we've already been robbed once this year. Yeah, um, that's funny. That's yeah, funny. All, all four of them walk out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant when he says that, you know, <laughs> with, um, with respect, you know, just leave. Um, yeah, it's brilliant, that scene is like that. And then... From there, we see Penguin and Veronica. They're leaving the the restaurant. They're, he's walking her home, and uh, all of a sudden, three thugs show up, and they think they're trying to rob Penguin. But yeah. Penguin very valiantly stands up for Veronica and himself, and he uses his umbrella uh, as he would against Batman, and uses a weapon against these guys, and is able to take them on. Batman arrives and helps take him down because he thinks that Penguin is with the thugs. Oh, look at that loving couple. Yeah. <laughs> if only it lasted forever. If only. And uh, Batman's able to take him down, but he thinks that Penguin's part of him. And Veronica stands up for him and says, no, like they were trying to attack us. And Batman even is shocked. And he uh, allows them to go. Go free. Yeah. Leaves them to it. Batman's very surprised when Veronica tells him that it was not actually him that does it. He doesn't. I don't think he quite believes her, even when she says it, um, which is quite funny. Batman just flies in and takes the penguin out straight away <laughs> with the with the with the rope, which I think was brilliant. Um, but yeah, like I say, you know, Veronica defends Oswald, and uh, you know, Veronica then decides to tell Penguin about uh, coming into the party, and. Um, uh, yeah, Bruce overhears them talking about it. Uh, presumably, what would be the next day? Pierce. Yeah, Pierce talking about it. Yeah, it's like an art museum. <laughs> yeah, and they're talking about it. And Bruce says, "Oh, you know, you need to be careful uh, with that kind of." Who company. are you hanging out with, yeah. Veronica? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got. He has got such a horrible voice, hasn't he? Um, very, very <laughs> sort of Bruce monotonous. Way. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so. Um, and then the, after that, we see Penguin head to the opera with Veronica. This is well, which is ah, yeah, so horrendous hearing his singing voice when um, he's up on the balcony. Pagliacci, or Pagliacci. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and then yeah, from the other side of like the opera hall, which is, I think it's brilliant. Um, you can see Pierce laughing at him and Veronica together, and then Wayne is in the next uh, sort of private box, and he's just angry. You can tell what's going to happen. He knows. It's going to be yeah, a really bad situation at some point. Penguins, you know, he's a master criminal. Eventually, he's going to work out what's going on, and that he's just being used for some newspaper headlines. Which uh, it's kind of sad in a way. Um, it is. It, it is. It is quite sad. And what's odd is this is the parallels that this episode. He's at an opera and he's uh, being used and he's being laughed at in different. And he's in a way he's not thinking is a or he's not even aware of, he's at an opera, and it just reminds me of kind of like Joker, in a way, because Joker has yeah. a scene where he's at an opera, and he's watched, that's just, it's interesting. It's not exactly the same, but it has some some same touches. It does, yeah, it has quite a few parallels, to be fair. And then, uh, where do we go from there? Yeah, so, um, after we see that, um, the Penguin... Um, goes to the party and mm. he makes a joke about the locks here. He hopes the, he hopes the <laughs> locks are better, otherwise you'll be at a loss for funds like you were last time. 
Uh, so obviously <laughs> we, we hear about the history there, and you know everyone's sort of like completely taken back by the fact that the penguin's there. So he's already having the desired effects that the, the Veronica and Pierce wanted. Um, and Bruce goes <laughs> to speak. Bruce goes to speak to Oswald, and he you know he mentions about giving her this penguin. Um, like sort of gold thing, whatever it is, gold pendant or whatever. And you know, it's like, like oh, oh, taking made... a look at the Veronica Reeland jewels. Yeah. And he's just like, oh no, I'm intending to give this to her to add to her collection. And Bruce is like, oh, maybe, uh, you know, rumors of your reform are true. Yes. Um, and then unfortunately, it all comes crashing down to Mr. Cobblepot. <sighs> yeah. He, he... What happens? So when we enter the final act and he overhears <laughs> he overhears the the pompous Pierce saying, you know, that fat bird wouldn't ever get invited to a party like this. Um and that's when we hear a a, a, a big turn for Penguin and uh, the whole episode. Yeah, and it's also Veronica, because of the whole situation where she sees Penguin actually is a nice guy and he actually stood up for her. She actually was starting to feel something, and uh, she wanted to express that, I think, to Pierce. But Pierce, of course, is repeating something they used to, they were saying previously, and Penguin overhears it. And when he hears uh, what they're describing him as, he walks in, and he's like, oh, don't forget my fine Roman nose. And then he starts <laughs> using his umbrella, and he gasses on, and he officially goes back into Penguin mode. Uh, from there, Batman has to, of course, come in and, uh, you know, take over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me get down here. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> the, joy, the joys of live podcasting right there. That is that's yes. what we deal with. Um but yeah, so after Veronica has taken, Penguin sends a, uh, a bribe note to uh, GCPD. He wants a million pounds from their trust. Not just a million pounds, a million pounds from their trust. And he wants uh, PS2 to make the drop. Um, and Batman overhears this because it's taking place <laughs> in Gordon's office. Um, of course, Batman overhears he, he hears everything in the city. On Parfum and Birds of Prey, he's not there. But... Um, yeah, Batman overhears it and uh, he, you know he's told tells him to meet and uh, Pierce goes to a corner of this bar in what seems the dead of night. Uh, the phone box rings. You know he absolutely craps himself. Uh, so he answers it to the Penguin and Penguin just says, "Take one step out of the booth, turn left, and keep walking." And he's like, "Oh, well, no one in there." He's like, "Oh, you'll know." Um, and then the uh, trap is sprung for Pierce. Poor Pierce. Yeah. And that's I, Pierce. I, he goes into a duck boat, right? Yes, he does. Yeah. Falls into the duck boat from the, uh, the sewer. A boat that takes Pierce to an opera house. Yeah. He's chained to a platform. Veronica's at a chandelier. And Penguin prepares to cut the rope holding the chandelier. Veronica's chained to. Which will kill, yeah. kill both her and Pierce. Yeah. And Veronica, she tries to plead to Oswald, you know, that she really was starting to feel for him. And uh, of course, Penguin refuses to believe her. 
because uh, at this point his heart's already broken and he already yeah. heard what he heard. A Batman, of course, arrives in time to stop uh, them from killing. A fight goes on between Penguin and Batman. Uh, Penguin jumps into the fire-breathing dragon prop that's right there and tries to... Well, he does set the opera house on fire. And then the the, the rope that is holding the chandelier, of course, catches on fire. But Batman is able to save uh, both Veronica and Pierce. Penguin, he continues to try to fight, but of course, Batman is able to do him. And the police are able to take Penguin into custody. And Veronica again tells Penguin that she really was starting to grow a little fond of him. Yeah. And he, uh, at this point, again, he's already too callous that he doesn't really care. And yeah, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> that, line, that line Penguin says, all we wanted was a little friendship. And now that's a very cutting uh, line, that is. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, um, I think that's a brilliant line. And um, yeah, as we, we said at the start of the episode, you know, when he says, uh, you know, I guess it's true what they say society is to blame and use high society. <laughs> Oh, I think that's, yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's brilliant. I mean, it's sort of an acknowledgement that he isn't a part of the high society as well. Uh, by the end, since he's putting pinning the blame on that, I think uh, I think it's a pretty good episode. This one, yeah, and also it's uh, uh, another perfect penguin episode because throughout most of the best penguin stories we see. He's someone that's split in between being an absolute freak in the world of the rich and wealthy because of his family. Yeah. He's always trying to be both. Like in Batman Returns, he's from the sewers, but he's trying to run for mayor and trying to prove to people he could be a normal human. And this, like, he's, you know, he's known as being a terrible thief and he's trying to prove again, like, I could be a normal human in high society. Yeah. And it's always like that. It's always like he is like torn between two worlds, Penguin. So it's interesting to always see that with his stories. Yeah, it's very true, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what do you rate this episode out of ten? Oh. Six and a half. Oh, okay. I'm not a big Penguin guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the story is good overall, but. I, I like the message, but it's uh, just the penguin episode. I'm just never big on yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, you I'll give it the same thing. thing. I, I'm gonna. I'll go for a seven. I quite like seven. It. Nice. Yeah, it's a bit nostalgic because you still have it on the VHS, and uh, so I do quite like that. And I'd like. I like the line at the end was like, "Who says opera has to be boring?" I mean, that's always the <laughs> that's always the quote I remember in my head when I think about this episode. So. Um, yeah, and when he's got a stupid opera Viking hat on or whatever it is, yeah, it's quite funny. But um, yeah, I, I do like Penguin. I love his patronising voice. There's so, so like there's three very different versions of the Penguin. You've got this very sort of high society, posh Penguin of the animated series, I call him. Then you've got the, like you say, the sewer Penguin of the Burtonverse. And then you've got mm-hmm. the gritty crime boss Penguin of the Arkhamverse, like, yeah, All three are absolutely brilliant, but in so many different ways. Um, so I think it's going to be fascinating to see how uh, Matt Reeves portrays him in his new movie. That will be interesting. I hope it goes the way of the Arkhamverse. Agreed, yeah, agreed. I really enjoy that, Pim. Yeah. I even like that little voice box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. It is, <laughs> and, and the glass jammed into his eye as well. It's It's brilliant. 
yeah, it's fantastic. Um, now, yeah, I already did a, sh- uh, a shot on this. I know that you probably have something in mind if you already didn't take it already. I did, yes. I did the picture just before we came on air, finished it off. So, yeah, yeah it's not particularly exciting. The picture I wanted to do didn't really Well, it's it, Penguin, so. so there's not too much articulation. You can <laughs> yeah, <do. laughs> it's very true. It's very, very true, that is. Um, now, in terms of figures, he tends not to be too many people's favorite. But yeah. we do a weekly thing where we pick our favorites. So what is your favorite figure of the week, Scott? Uh, this was a tough one, but I'm gonna, I've am i got a picture. I, well, I've done one picture on him this week already with the Bat Family picture. Um, and I've got another picture of him coming up tomorrow. So and I also played all the um, downloadable content of Arkham Knight this week and love doing it because I love this guy. Red Hood uh... from Arkham Knight. He's the figure of the week. He is... An absolutely incredible figure. GameStop exclusive. GameStop exclusive. He costs an absolute fortune to get in the UK, but he is worth every penny. He's absolutely brilliant. I rarely see that version. He's an amazing figure. The detail's outstanding. The articulation's great. And, um, yeah, the the guns that he comes with are absolutely brilliant, which I I regularly use for the Arkham Knight as well, so... Yeah, Double that elbow, figure. that's impressive. That figure's an elect. It's one of those eleven out of ten figures. It really is. It's just brilliant. Double knee too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Double knee joints. It's just absolutely fantastic figure. Yeah, I like the ammo pouches on the side. That's so sick. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah, phenomenal figure. One of my all-time favorite Arkhamverse characters. He's just fantastic. Love that DLC that he's in as well. Taking out Black Mask. Uh, I hope we get some more Black Mask figures as a result of this. Yes, definitely. I'd love to get a sight on this um, figure. Only we won't Black blow them up. Yes, we're not looking at We'll keep them. I really want, that Mezco, <laughs> really want the Mezco Black Mask now. It's deeply annoying, but anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to spend the money on that. So what's your figure of the week then? What have you chose? My favorite figure of the week is... Ah, Two-Face, great choice. I took a lot of figures, or I mean, a lot of figures. I took a lot of pictures of this figure this week. Yeah. Um, because of the episode and everything, and I was just, again, uh, well, also from last week when we were doing Almost God, and I looked at my a previous post I did, and I didn't have this version in there, so I'm looking forward to doing uh, a, re- a, a redo of that picture with this guy, but also just... I mean, I'm stoked that we have them. We weren't going to get them. The articulation's up to date and everything. But most importantly, I just think, and you have them too, the face sculpt is just so perfect and so spot on. It's just, it's brilliant. And he's a major character in Batman Animated Series. He has some great stories. And uh, at least we didn't just have to rely on that crappy new Batman Adventure one. We finally got it. Oh, so true. (laughs) Yeah, that is incredibly true. So that's my figure of the week. Yeah. No, Hopefully, I have a new one figure. next week. That's a new figure and not someone that came out a while ago. But a new one. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Agreed. Yeah, McFarlane needs uh, to hurry up. But yeah, definitely. I know it's a cracking choice. Two Face is brilliant. Really, it's definitely one of the best uh, capture uh, capturing of the characters they have in that line. Yes, and a lot of people's definitive Two Face. Even though a lot of people love Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. He was great, to be fair, but uh, yeah, I think the animated series one takes the uh, that takes the winnings on that one. In my book, at least. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of guest, we do have a guest that we we know of at this point. We actually know who it's going to be. 
It's going to be Toys Got Me at Toys Got Me. He's going to come on. Uh, I think our, it's going to be Wednesday. Yeah. As of this time, it's what? Saturday? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so something to look forward to for next week. We're looking forward to Yes. So this will be up, uh, of course, on YouTube, but the whole episode will be on audio after Wednesday. And uh, we look forward to talking to you at Toys Got Me. So thank you guys for listening, and we will be back very, very shortly. Hello and welcome to the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. Uh, I am Tyler G, and of course I'm joined by Scott of at the Batfan, and we are joined by our guest today, Edward. And if you're not following him, he is at Toys Got Me, which I think is one of the most appropriate uh, handles on Instagram. I almost wish that I would have thought of it; it's just so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're honored that he joined us. And if you are not following him, you it's uh, it's almost a must because if you go look at his page, it is it's beautiful. Every picture is completely different. He doesn't stick to just one genre or one character. He mixes it up a lot, and he uh, does outside shots, indoor shots, uh, natural lighting, uh, beautifully done indoor lighting. So uh, we want to pick his brain today and. Uh, highlight him and get to know him so again edward thank you for joining us and uh if you will we'd love to know a little bit about uh the beginning uh what major influences uh, you had growing up and what first introduced you to anything comic book style maybe okay uh well i've uh, i've always liked toys ever since i was a kid i started out with he-man uh i'm pretty sure you noticed by now on my page <laughs> there's lots of he-man shots there so i learned how to speak english watching he-man because, you know, my parents oh, just spoke nice. Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so just, uh, just I had toys, uh, a, lot, a lot of toys uh, when I was growing up. Um, uh, He-Man, G.I. Joe, you know, Batman was always my favorite. Uh, always brought him in to fight uh, Skeletor or whatnot. So when I was a kid, so just growing up, my life was filled with playing in the backyard with my toys, my friends and stuff like that. Um, so awesome. I, when I got to be a teenager, you know, uh, that kind of fell away a little bit, but I still like the art and comic books, you know. Um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when they came out, was a big thing. Um, uh, still Batman, I wish and I wish I would have thought of teaming up Batman and Ninja Turtles uh, earlier <laughs> on, but uh, well, yeah, so that, that was my biggest influences growing up. Yeah, definitely. Like the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover is a million dollar idea. <laughs> the uh, the whole crossover, we had a lot of crossovers in the last year, but uh, that one definitely was one of the best ones. Oh yes, this definitely. Now, what Batman movies did you did you first see growing up in theaters? Oh, I remember vividly the Batman nineteen eighty nine. Oh, yeah, that, that, very vividly. I would, I would, the hype was real back then. Everyone wore this shirt here, what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I saw this shirt on everyone's chest, you know. Um, I wanted one, too. I uh, wanted to wear one, too. And uh, I couldn't afford to go see it in theaters, but I did had, had to wait till it came out on video. But I really wanted to see it in the theaters. Um, but, yeah, I that was the very first Batman uh, movie that just, you know, just accelerated my love for Batman, I would say. Nice. 
that tends to be all of our our favorite Batman movie, or at least we have a vivid memory of it. At least now, do you have a uh, vivid memories of Batman the animated series growing up? Oh, of course. You know that's that's <laughs> more. Uh, um, I was getting a little bit older in my teenage years. Uh, just when that came out, because of the uh, the Batman movie, that's you know, of course, I was heavily influenced by that movie. Uh, so it was right up my alley, you know, watching the uh, watching Batman when I came home from school. Um, wasn't cool with the bigger uh, older kids, but you know, hey, I wanted <laughs> I wanted to watch it. Uh, I watched it. I watched all the episodes. Uh, I just couldn't wait to you know watch it when I came home. Yeah, that's a good point actually. I mean, why do you think there's been such a, a change in the culture of the way we think about comic book movies? Because back, I feel like sort of ten, fifteen years ago, it was seen as a very uncool thing and you know the nerd word would be used a lot of to, <laughs> yeah. to people but now i actually think that people generally really enjoy it and everybody sort of um sort of accepts that that sort of side of people not that it should be accepted it should be just something that is there and you know it's not for people to accept but why i just think that is it's, it's quite strange isn't it oh yes um <laughs> That was, uh, I think I was struggling a little bit with, uh, with that, uh, who I was, but then, you know, I, after like almost a year or two, I just, you know, that, that was me. I didn't really think, think yeah. a lot about what people were thinking about me, you know? Now, do you have a significant other? Yes, I have a wife. Uh, we've been married for uh, 22 years. Uh, we met in junior That's... high. Uh, ah, awesome. Yeah. So we've been together for almost longer than that. Now, what does she think of this hobby? she supportive uh well she does feel the fire you know she does she does uh give me uh money for toys or she sets an allowance uh she she buys me every time and you know uh birthdays anniversaries Uh, hey what do you want for your anniversary uh you want a gun no i want a toy she's brought me a toy (laughs) yeah that's all i want really i I have i i have food have water that's pretty much all i need but you know uh, i'm not not the um, regular male i would say uh, when it comes to like, uh, just buy me some boxers. I'd be no, just buy me a toy. Some <laughs> yeah, toys are more important than food and water, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when did you first discover this whole toy photography thing on Instagram? When did you discover that? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't. I want to say like three years ago. I've always had toys. I've always had collections. I've started, you know, very young. Uh, uh, Really started collecting when I was 18 years old. Um, then I moved uh, into my own house. I still had uh, my, my little corner of toys. And then I, I've always had them. And then, uh, you know, growing up with no no internet after a while. And then I want to say uh, three years ago, I finally got an Instagram account. And then I started noticing pick, people with you know, pictures of toys. I just didn't know that this type of community was out there. It was just, I was just blinded. You know, I spent a lot of time on uh, heman.org. I don't know if you guys are uh, familiar with that, but um, I would see pictures of there, but I didn't know it was a huge thing like it is. Uh, I was just blind, blindsided by it. Uh, I was talking to a friend on Instagram. He said that uh, this was like a kind of like a little renaissance of, of, of people taking pictures of toys and, you know, showing off their collections. Definitely. And especially it's a lot of fun when uh, someone's as skilled as you at showing it off. It's a, it's a, it's especially fun for us. Now, uh, in ter- you have a bunch of different collection and a bunch of different toy lines. 
where do you find yourself uh, gravitating to, or what would you say is your favorite toy line overall in terms of like NECA, Mattel, Mezco? Oh, that is a very tough one because they all have their their strengths, you know. Um, they all have their their appeal to me, so it's very hard to pick zero in on one on one specifically. Um, but if I would if I would pick one, I'd probably uh, for right now. Right now, my favorite is Mesco. I like I like, nice. I like photographing their uh, their figures because they're so photogenic. There's really not you can't really like mess up a shot with them, kind of. You know, I would say <laughs> that is very true. Now, yeah. what's your what's the figure that you mo- you got most recently from them? I think the most recent figure I had was the um, the Batman and Black Mask two pack that I got from them. Oh, oh nice. that's such a fantastic set. Yeah. We we're just talking about that actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were. That Black Mask figure is outstanding. The accessories yeah, I, I kinda, it comes with are brilliant. Oh yes, very. Uh, I kind of wish they would have made it more available to the public so it, more people can take yeah. pictures of them. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It's knowing they made it a two-pack as well, and I wish they could have split them and more people could have had that black mask. Did you see the two-face they've just revealed as well? Oh, yes, I did see that. Oh. And definitely, that's on my uh, my uh, pre-order list, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I, I'm not normally one for getting hyped about Mezco stuff, but I think that figure looked outstanding and definitely going to be getting that one. It looks brilliant. Oh, yes, very definitely. I really I like did... that interpretation of the face, how it's like skin color. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a realistic interpretation of, of two variants. And, and it, uh, it looks great. And the, the briefcase he comes with as well looks absolutely fantastic. And did you manage to get the Mezco 89 Batman? Oh, of course. You know, that was, yeah. that was you know, I don't, I don't know how it was like a heart pounding moment because I thought oh, it was like yeah. super, super exclusive. Absolutely. You know, it took me, I want to say, almost in like 30 minutes before my order went yeah. through. Wow. It, yeah, it was tense, wasn't it? I'm not going to lie, I'm waiting for that one. It's uh, never fun doing a Mezco pre-order. Never. Oh, no. It, it's I don't know why, but that that side is just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's shocking. Now, with uh, the new, in terms of new figures, DC Essentials just came out with the new Purple Catwoman. I can see that you got that. Uh, yes. It, can you give us your thoughts on that, Catwoman? That Catwoman, I wish she would have actually came with more hands um, yes. and a, a, some or a whip at least, you know, yeah. um, something. Or I really wish those figures would come with um, like a mad sort of face, like a less snarling face or whatnot. Because yeah. I do want, I do want to do more of a fighting, fighting and action shots. But when a figure just has a blank expression on their face, it just doesn't make it realistic. Or just a little yeah. smirk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the thing, isn't it? Like they, not only are the head sculpts virtually all the same, but like the same expressions are virtually all the same. It's like the Nightwing and the Hal Jordan are just virtually like the same figure with a repaint and, and a few yeah. different hair features. It's just boring. Uh, yeah. Apart from anything else, it's not very inspiring. And uh, that's the problem with them. They do make some like great individual figures. Like, I think the Red Hood and the um, Nightfall Batman, they're two brilliant figures, and um, mm-hmm. I do actually quite like the Nightwing as well. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure, but the rest of them are generally very generic and and not not too inspiring, really. Yeah, so true on that. And, but uh, that was exactly what Tyler said about the hands and the whip. It's <laughs> just very, very yeah. disappointing. I mean, that's, that's surely not difficult to do. Oh no, I mean, I and I. 
I just don't see the quality um, between a sometimes with a Marvel Legends figure, which has all kinds of accessories to a DC collectibles figure. Sometimes um, yeah. they could have I do uh, throw some more stuff in there to uh, appeal to the fans. Yeah, yeah, I think Hasbro do a, a fantastic job with Marvel Legends, really. And I don't collect any of them, but just for the whole sort of diversity of the the range, like they do movie figures, comic figures, TV figures, everything. And DC are just in a mess with everything. They really are. I hope that can <laughs> get things in order a bit, but they're just in an absolute mess. And uh, yeah, I feel like they did have a, a great line with icons. We were talking about this as well. And then now mm-hmm. just, it's all gone. And we've got this strange essentials line that <laughs> seems very disjointed. But um, yeah, it is a shame. Are you yeah. excited about the new McFarlane multiverse stuff? Uh, I. Not really. I do like some <laughs> of the sculpts on them, but uh, my experience with McFarlane figures is that, is that they break it very easily. Um, I've had a, a, quite a few actually in my, you know, I'm just throw, uh, throwing it out there. Destiny, I had some, they actually just broke in my hand, just handling, really? <laughs> handling them. And just because of uh, how brittle the uh, joints were. So, uh, and they're gigantic, you know, they don't really fit yeah. in. They are big figures, yeah. Yeah, Did you fit things. well with the essentials? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in terms of new figures as well, you got... Uh, uh, I know a lot of people might not be a big fan of the movie, but uh, a lot of people also, it's a cult classic. You got the He-Man movie figures. Yes. And what Could you tell us what those are like? I know a lot of people love them, and the, the Skeletor looks awesome in both forms. Oh, yes. Uh, so... You know, like you said, I'm not a big fan of the movie. Uh, it was really disappointed when I was a kid watching that movie for the first time. However, <laughs> uh, if you, when you look at those figures, how they're built and how, how the, the details on them are um, and how photogenic they are, they're very, very good figures. And you see the details uh, in Skeletor's yeah. costume there on the picture. There's little bitty skulls in those little uh, rivets there. That's so cool. It's just, that's cool. Yeah, it's very detailed, and you know it's hard to uh, argue that it's a good figure. And uh, isn't this the last wave of He-Man figures from this company? From so they Horsemen? say. Yeah, so they say. Uh, but you know, they said they said that before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's yeah. like uh, boxers going in and out of retirement. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good way to put it. That is, yeah. Now, the one thing I like to ask people when they come on is when you do your shooting, when you uh, get your toys out, your figures, and you get all the lights out, is it something that uh, tends to be at the end of the day and something that you like to throw on some music and relax, maybe have a beer? Or is it something uh, you do during the day and feel like, you, you know, it's like more work orientated, like I have to get it done? I do have to I do have to carve off some time for that because I I have not a wife but and four girls as, as oh, well. Oh, so. nice. nice. So I have four daughters. You're a busy man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do have to carve out some time, and that's just uh, dad's time to do, to do his thing. That they say. Uh, so I would either take a Sunday afternoon, uh, try to do uh, one huge uh, get. Uh, photo shoot uh, indoor or outdoor just oh, nice. take an hour or two hours or maybe stay up late when everyone's asleep uh knock out some shots because i do really enjoy doing it um uh, there's a lot of inspiration on instagram a lot of guys that i follow and yourself included both of you i didn't know about your account until like 
when he messaged me. So I, I saw your, your shots, uh, the Batman, and I was like, wow, yeah. this, this guy, <laughs> you know. Likewise. Uh, yeah, very, uh, very uh, excellent shots. Uh, so I do have to carve out some time um, to do those things. And I, it's very relaxing, and, and I do put on some music uh, very quietly, so it's you know, late at night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And do you now? You said you have daughters. Do you ever uh, let them get involved with it, or do they uh, know what you do? Uh, do? They think it's cool. So I like going out there in the, in the outdoors and shooting, and they don't like to very much. Sometimes oh. one of one or one or two of them come to assist me, either like with holding a figure or you know blowing uh, the air can or something. Oh, yeah, no. uh, yeah. But I do have one that does like using the, aer the aerosol spray. <laughs> She likes spraying that uh, all over the place, so I just let her uh, have some fun with it. I take some that's shots cool. while she, while she, while she, you know, sprays it, and I guess that's enjoyable for her. That's awesome. So you do a mix of different kind of shots, indoor and outdoor. What's your favorite between the between those two? I did struggle with indoor uh, shots for a long time, mainly because I don't have a lot of props. Um, yeah. I wish I had more, uh, but. We had to sometimes we had to balance our budgets and stuff like that. So yeah. I think I started out doing outdoor shots. I think I'm more comfortable with that. Um, yeah. uh, doing outdoor shots. Uh. And lighting is unbelievably hard sometimes indoors as well. I, I, you know, I think lighting's the single most difficult thing about photography. If that's... Oh, oh yes, just to get one picture. Uh, I think a lot of the guys know this already. Just to get one picture, you have to take at least a hundred. You know, I don't know if you guys are like 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 me, but I had to take almost upwards to fifty to one hundred shots just to get one. <laughs> Different angles and all that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense, and it shows uh, the the want to get it just right. <laughs> yeah, especially getting uh, it all out there and everything. It's like, heck yeah, I'm gonna get this right. <laughs> Set it all so up. <laughs> I do, I do the shots to where the way. Uh, the way I want to look, to afford to look, I should say. So, um, so I do it for fun, you know, not to to appeal to the masses or whatnot. So if I like the shot, I'll post it. If not, then I won't post yeah. it. Yeah. So outdoor photography, do you have a sort of like a, a go-to place that you regularly go to shoot? Because I know that's what I do. Then I go to different places sometime. Or is it sort of a very spontaneous thing? You'll be driving and see somewhere that's cool and think, oh, I'll go back there. Or how do you sort of, pick out a process for like, background and setting and stuff like that. Yeah. So I do uh, have a special, uh, well, I don't know special, but like there's hardly anyone there. So I just go there and, and uh, to by the river, uh, there's a yeah. spot oh, by the nice. river. There's, there's no, there's nobody there. So hardly ever. Uh, I do find some places where there's a lot of people. Uh, I do kind of get a little anxious or uh, when people are around, they, they tend to like, uh, stop and say hey what is yeah. that guy doing over there bending over with the <laughs> yeah with the that, camera that, that is incredibly annoying uh yeah. last year i had to go to uh, europe and i brought a couple figures with me and i was you know taking pictures of my phone uh in in italy and spain there people were looking at me like what who's this guy what's he doing you know yeah. so yeah european european people generally and the uk is so bad for it incredibly judgmental with things like that I get it a lot when I'm out and about photography, like doing photos and stuff. It's, it can be very, very annoying sometimes. 
you know, there's some are very nice, and there's others are like, what, what are you doing? Like, well, I've got a camera, I'm taking a picture of a toy. What do you think I'm doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, in terms of indoor photography, uh, do you? I think that you have a few. Yeah, I saw a few extreme sets. You have a few extreme sets. Do you uh, tend to also build your own dioramas, or do you buy from diorama builders? Uh, I, I I do very limited diorama building because um, my my skills are just not there. Those some guys are just way too crazy with their skills. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, either I had to budget my uh, my money. Do I buy more figures, or do I I'll buy an extreme sets or a diorama? <laughs> so. It's re very tough in that aspect, but uh, I do want to get more extreme sets. Uh, a lot of the the buildings that they're coming out with are very cool. I, I want to get some of those in the future, do more uh, building shots, rooftop shots, and things like that. Now, what do you think of them overall? Uh, overall, I think they're very good. They, they store easily. Um, some of them, uh, I wish they would, you know, lay flat a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, That's a good uh, point. So I, I tried to like flatten them out with some books, but it didn't help. But I, <laughs> uh, but as it's far as portability and durability, they're pretty good for some good shots. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? When you first get them, I'd, I've personally found them very sort of underwhelming. But then when you put them behind a camera, I don't know what it is. They just look brilliant. It's the lighting. You got to make sure you don't put too much light on it because <laughs> it'll look like cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of their really the definitely like that. I remember the, the early sewer set. If you put even like one percent too much lighting on there, you can see all the <laughs> cardboard yeah. lines on there. Yeah, that's that's true. And th this set that we're looking at on the screen now is brilliant, isn't it? The street set, more uh, alleyway set. It's just fantastic, isn't it? Oh yes, very. Yeah, it's yeah, got that, so much detail to it. it. Actually, has some depth too behind the chain. Yeah, no, it's fantastic one that one is. What sets have you got so far? So I have this one and uh, have the uh, Nella, I think that's what it's called. It's like a uh, inside of a ship or a command center, I believe. It's called more like a sci-fi type of set. Oh, that's cool. oh, is it the orange one? Is it? I think it's more of a a red color. I think, oh, if I'm not okay. mistaken. I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of it now while we're while we're talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you, the same one. Uh, there's a Metroid shot in there that I did um, that has that. Sick. That shot or a predator one, I think. Oh, as I'm scrolling down, I've just come across this picture, and we'll definitely be talking about this. Um, last year, me and Tyler both put this Batman figure in our uh, top figure of the year. I mean, this is just an unbelievable figure, isn't it? And that cape as well, just yeah, outrageously cool. So yeah, those figures are um, some of those uh, solid belt figures that I was talking about earlier, like a DC. They did write on these figures, the yes. capes as well. <laughs> yeah, they the, did. Uh, I kind of wish they would have went this route with the rest of the figures that they're putting out. But uh, uh, th these type of figures here, um, I need to do more shots of them. I keep telling myself, I have the whole <laughs> set. I, have, I just need to find uh, good inspiration to do so. Because, you know, I, the one thing I try not to do is copy someone else. Or yeah. if someone if someone has an idea that I see it, I just scrap the whole thing. I have to do something else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, now speaking of, speaking of animated bat uh, figures, we like to ask you know every guest what their top three animated Batman the animated series episodes are. So we will put you on the spot. Top okay. three. All right. Am I allowed to venture off to the Justice League? 
Oh yeah, of course. I bet Scott oh. would love that. Oh, I'd I'd just go solely <laughs> Justice League. I would. So if you can tell, if you pay attention to my photos, I always put Batman and Wonder Woman together. Uh, that was that's my uh, number one couple there. It's it hasn't happened in the comics fully yet, but uh, when I watch Justice League when Batman and Wonder Woman team up, uh, I don't remember the name of the episode, but they're uh, off in, uh, I think they're in uh, Europe somewhere, uh, Paris, I believe. They team up together and they uh, they have a moment uh, where she has to take she, uh, Batman has yeah. to take Wonder Woman dancing at the end. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Maid of Honor. Yeah, I remember that one. That, that's it. That was my that's my favorite episode. Uh, my second favorite episode would be uh, the Hawk Hawk Girl episode where they also share a kiss as well. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh yeah, the is the um, I know which one you mean. Yeah, it, not the one uh, wild cards, is it? With John and John and um, Hawk Girl at the end. It's which where all the Hawk Girls, uh, the tribe or whatnot, they come to Earth or and they. Try oh, to... yeah, Do yeah. You remember that that story, the mini storyline, three part story. Yeah, yeah. Starcross. Yes. One of the episodes there, they uh, they, they also share a moment uh, together, and then the, the last. Episode I would pick is um, almost got him. Yeah, oh, almost got him. Yeah, we reviewed that a few weeks ago, didn't we? Brilliant. Yeah, episode. yeah. I saw the I saw the pictures you guys took uh, of that that scene. So I, I really love that picture. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you. a it's a fun episode to do. And now, I mean, that's the first time we actually got uh, Justice League or any extended animated universe answers. So that was cool. Yeah, definitely. I love it when people enjoy Justice League. It's my favorite series ever. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, hopefully you like. Uh, hopefully you're a gamer. I said, yeah, you're a big fan of the the video games. Like we've heard lots of new rumors of the Batman video game coming up. It's going to be a reboot, which is interesting. But um, yeah, are you a big gamer? Yes, uh, I am a big gamer. I started out playing games a long time ago, like uh, mm. with with. Uh, with my figures later on, venturing into video games, of course, Nintendo. Mm. Uh, then, you know, playing Halo uh, when I was a young adult, uh, playing Halo online. So a lot of my memories are built around uh, video games and action figures together. So, yes, the, the Arkham City, uh, Arkham uh, series came out. That was a big thing for me, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> uh, that was actually that was Batman in a nutshell, you know, with his all these gadgets and fighting and all these guys around him. So I was not disappointed. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? You actually, I know it sounds a bit sort of cliche, but you really do feel like Batman in those games. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. And um, what's your favorite out of the four? My favorite would have to be Arkham City. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Isn't it? I mean, that. What were your reactions with the? Obviously, the Joker at the end. I mean, amazing. Uh, well, you know, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was still like in doubt, <laughs> shock and doubt. And then when he was, when I, we uh, set him on fire, I was like, this can't be right. This can't not yeah. be real. So that was, uh, I think I'm still in denial. I don't think that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. And that, what did you think of Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight was a hugely sort of controversial and split opinion in so many different ways, whether it be gameplay or story. <laughs> I mean, it's my so, personal favorite, but what do you think of it? Uh, I was playing that game, and then uh, when when Batgirl kills herself, I don't know if they actually uh, 
it was true or not. But when when that happened, I kind of stopped playing because I did not want to continue. I didn't really? want to find out that she actually um, killed herself or whatnot. So I am actually at that point where do I want to go back and finish this game? See, do you know what? I think that's the brilliance of it because they really put you so connected with the characters that they actually make the game feel like that. And I think that's incredible what they achieve with things like that. Because you're in that situation, you're feeling the same way Batman is almost. Like you really don't want to continue, but like deep down, you know you've got to push on and try and and finish the game. Or in Batman's perspective, you've got to defeat Scarecrow. I think something like that is just amazing how they. Like get that connection with the um, the people playing it. Yeah, I can't deny the uh, brilliance of that game with with the Batmobile and how it how it you actually control it. You know, it's very brilliant. Yeah. So you enjoyed the Batmobile parts? Oh yes, I sure did. Okay. There's a lot of people that tends to be their biggest hangup is they hate it. Uh, well, driving straight, <laughs> trying to drive straight in the straight line is very challenging. But when you yeah, actually yeah. do combat, that I think that's gets a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then, uh, how would you how would you rank them one through four? So definitely Arkham City. Um, then the Arkham, the first Arkham series, uh, Batman. And then would be Arkham Knight would be the last one because I can't really judge it yet because I haven't completed. Oh, it. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. you definitely need to. I mean, the ending is amazing. So yeah, definitely complete that game. You won't regret it. Uh, did you? Did you happen to uh, see the new Birds of Prey movie? Uh, no, I wasn't really too crazy about the uh, character okay. selection. Kind of baffled me a little bit because uh, you know Birds of Prey was started by Batgirl, and then they just yeah. threw Harley in there. So I don't know. Um, I know you guys saw. It. What do you think about it? You should should I go see it? Yes, yeah. I think you should go see it for sure. It is a good movie. Uh, there's problems with it, and there's brilliant moments with it. But there's more brilliant moments than problems. So uh, I think they yeah, do definitely. explain. I think they do explain away your main concern by the end of the movie. Oh, like, okay. All that. Um, yeah. Let's see. I would say it's worth seeing at least once. Uh, it, it's. I said it wasn't anywhere near like a Joker where I wanted to go run out and see it again. Did you happen <laughs> to see Joker? Yes, I did. I, I did actually finally saw it. Uh, I want to say a month ago. What'd you think of that? I, I did actually like the movie. Uh, I didn't expect it to be so dark and, and slow uh, at first, but I, I, I kind of see where they had to build that, that, uh, that character, where he comes from. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing if they actually take this uh, movie somewhere and if actually it's going to yeah. pan out. Do you, can you even imagine him in a, with a verse of Batman? So uh, a little bit, because... What the time the time frame kind of throws me off a little bit. He's already in his, I would say maybe he looks like he's in his forties, and Batman yeah. is still a kid. So I don't know if that the timeline lines up when he when he when Batman comes of age. So um, I think that's kind of throws me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Do Do you think a, a sequel would work, or do you think they should just leave it alone? I think it will work. Uh, they just need to get. Uh, their storylines together. I think they just need to decide on one storyline, I think, yeah. because they just kind of throw things out there for fans. I know, I know what they're trying to do, but I would like some more continuity with characters. Yeah. So thinking about the more sort of broader picture of DC movies, we've got Wonder Woman coming out later this year, and then 
next movie after that will be Batman, and then we've got Flash. So what do you think of like the state of the DC movie universe, and what are you looking forward to from it? Uh, I'm looking forward for, like I said before, that um, they just need to stick to some characters so we can have some kind of uh, continuity with the with the characters. I'm looking just forward to uh, a good another good Batman movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just bring them on, I would say. Just bring them on. Yeah, a lot of people are pinning the hopes on the Flash movie being the reset for the timeline, but I, I don't think that's going to happen, to be uh, to be fair. I think they probably will stick to like, the more individual things for now. And, um, I hope. Yeah, definitely, because it, it's going well for them. I think they need to just carry on for, for a couple of years and then slowly open up to maybe a, a crossover movie with a few characters and then build up to a, a massive ending there. Not in the way, same way Marvel did it, but just try and do things their own way. And um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I hope the Batman movie is going to be R-rated as well. I hope it's a dark movie and, and not sort of... Um, Oh, Batman Forever, or something I heard like that, that. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> no, I heard no, that his no. villain's gonna have a glitter gun in the Batman. Oh, good grief! Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, pe- Penguin's glitter gun. Oh my god! <laughs> glitter umbrella. Could you imagine? After watching the Joker, did you wonder why on earth we haven't had a Joker figure yet, like a six-inch action figure? Uh, I. Uh... I've seen them. I'm, I think they're just customs, right? Uh, yeah, I'm most mistaken. of them are customs. Okay. Scott has a great one. Yeah. So, uh, so does Tyler. I'm not going to lie. That, uh, <laughs> that clown figure. That oh, the carnival? Carnival <laughs> figure, yeah. He's amazing. It's a bootleg. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> they haven't done that yet because of, um, they don't want to market it as a, like a kid's movie. Um, I think that's what's holding them back uh, because it's not, obviously it's not a kid's movie and they don't want kids to go see this movie. They, of course, they buy the toy. They want to go see the movie. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's the way they they thought about that. But I'm I'm thinking they're gonna go the hot toys route, the adult collectible uh, route. Hopefully, sometime soon. It's not like the good old early '90s when they sold toys to like RoboCop and Alien. Uh, yeah, RoboCop, <laughs> Terminator. Definitely not kids' movies. Uh, uh, now, did you do you catch up at all on Titans on DC Universe? No, I have not. That's on my to-do list. Save here. That's definitely on the to-do list at some point. (laughs) Just checking, because also, I I would like to have some figures on that line, especially all the Robins. Yeah. So so I want to see Mezco do a Nightwing or a Robin from that series. I think that would be unbelievable if they did the Robin. Oh, yeah. Do you go hunting a lot for figures where you are? Uh, yes, I try to do, uh, I have to go every week because I'm also an Eka ambassador, so I got to go to Target and fix, oh, the, nice. fix the shelves. Nice. So I, I use that time to do uh, some figure hunting. Uh, lots of disappointment, uh, disappointments here because I don't know, this area just is very late in getting figures in. Um, so I do, I do carve some time out during that time, either on Friday nights, um, uh, get, run some errands, do that, and hopefully find some figures. It's so much more fun going out and trying to find figures, isn't it, rather than just clicking yeah. on a few things on the internet. Sometimes that can be boring, but if you go out and search, it is great fun. I'm just too bone idle to go out and I can't be bothered with it, but it is fun sometimes to go out and actually search for things and find some good bargains as well. Oh, yeah. The clearance section, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for accessories and customs. I'm oh, so yeah. jealous of you guys with like Walmart and GameStop. Like we don't have anything like that over here. But where do you Five usually go? What sort of, 
Five, be- yeah, five below. You found some great stuff from there over the years. Um, but where's your sort of go to like comic book store or shop, or where do you usually travel to? So uh, I have to travel about an hour and a half away from here to actually go go to a good comic book store because uh, really? there's not. This is a small town over here, so uh, there's not a very good uh, comic book shop. So I have to go over there. I have to um, take maybe a, once a month. I have to go and have to buy these stack of comic books because <laughs> yeah. uh, you know uh, I have to wait until um, that time comes so I can go grab them. But it all got to get my Batman. I got to get my Wonder Woman covers. Um, I got to get those. Um, Make car some time to get, go down there, drive an hour and a half, but it's an enjoyable time for me because I just take my motorcycle and just go down there. Ah, oh, that's nice. Awesome. Yeah, I bet that's amazing. I bet you'd come back towing a massive trailer on the motorbike full of <laughs> figures. I know, I know, I would. So my my bike actually has hard cases on the sides and on oh, the back, man. so I just stuff them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I probably have to rent a van or something to get back. <laughs> Now, when you when you're out hunting and stuff too, what I want to ask was, have you seen any of the McFarlane multiverse figures where you are? The only ones that I've seen is Batman, Harley Quinn, and Superman. Okay. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I see, think... guys, they're just not doing too well in that uh, distribution, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Either that, or someone just comes and buys them all and sells them <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> that, to be fair, that is probably true. Someone probably did actually do that. The scalpers just. Oh, it's so sickening. If they are, but kudos I, yeah. to them. Because I'm, I th- I'm getting their first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I so hope they don't suffer from like Mattelism, where not. they just can't release anything properly. Because <laughs> Mattel were just so bad with releasing stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. McFarlane seem to be doing slightly better, although they are stumbling a little bit recently. No Birds of Prey figure, even though they showed it. And Birds of Prey is out. Yeah, that, that's strange, that is, isn't it? To have it on their own packaging. It's not even like they've showed it and then withdrawn it, but it's actually on the packaging of figures you can buy now. It's very strange. Yeah. Can only think there's some kind of like contractual issue, because there's surely no other reason. They've had since February 2018 <laughs> to get ready, sorry, 2019 yeah. to get ready for this, so it's uh, very strange. Yeah, some of the lines that have come out from Mattel, I still have not seen them in retail. And it's not to this yeah. day. Yeah. Like the Lobo, the Lobo uh, Build-A-Figure line, I still have not seen that one figure on the shelf over here. Mm-hmm. I've only ever seen one blue box multiverse figure in the UK, that's it. There's about a million Captain Boomerangs. You can more, than shake, <laughs> more than you can shake a stick out with them, but yeah, the rest those of them are, just don't Those are on the clearance aisle over here, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> really, they're still in stores. No way. I swear yeah. they're like four years old now, and they're still in stores trying to sell them. Like probably about two Can't years, I imagine. Oh no way. Well, in terms, any last words before we wrap this up? Uh, Scott, yeah. So uh, not, oh. well, from, we'll give you your time. We want to make sure okay. we give you your time. But from Scott. <laughs> Yeah, well, a, a big thanks, and I'd like to say I hadn't um, discovered your account before Tyler introduced me, so um, yeah, I'll certainly be following, and love the the range of shots, as we mentioned, and uh, I've just seen this picture, I really enjoyed that one. Fantastic picture. Oh yeah, with the purple. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful gargoyle as well, but yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I kind of had to use bits and pieces from, from other, like that, those gargoyles and actually for Batman uh, plastic statue. So I just mm. take them off and use the gargoyles as some kind of scenery. So I just kind of do use what I have. That's I think that's one of one of the things I want to say is just use what you got. 
Mm. Yeah, that's actually smart. It's wise. And, and for, for me, I want to say thank you again to Edward. And again, if you guys are not following him, he's at Toys Got Me. It's a great handle because if you start doing this hobby, you know that you are quickly addicted. And uh, <laughs> again, if you're not following him, he's a, it's a treat to the eye to go follow him. He's got a bunch of things. If uh, you're not necessarily a DC or Batman fan, it's okay because he's got everything for you. He's got He-Man. He's got NECA. He's got Turtles. He's got Marvel. So uh, definitely go give him a follow and check him out. And I want to say, again, thank you. It's an honor to especially because you got a family, you got four little girls. The fact that we get any time to just talk to you and nerd out is a, a big treat. So again, thank you. And we want to give your time. If you got any projects coming up or anything uh, that you'd like to plug or talk about uh, before we go, we'd like to give you your time. Well, thanks guys. I want to say, uh, first of all, thanks for thinking of me. I just, it was a big surprise to me. And, and you know, it's just, if anyone takes the time to actually ask, ask me any questions, that's just an honor for, for me. So, so I really appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, uh, any projects that are coming up, I always have projects. I always have uh, an idea, just finding a way to execute that idea and not copying someone else. And, yeah. you know, just um, that's the only thing that I would say I have come uh, got coming on. So um, enjoy the hobby. Just, just do it for what you want to do, how, how you you want your page to look like, you know, you don't need to necessarily copy anyone else, you know, just do it because you love it. Um, collect what you, what you can and what you can afford. Uh, just because a, a toy's hot doesn't mean you have to have it, you know, just do what you do, what you do. Yeah. Um, and that was Very, absolutely. Very wise words. Yeah. <laughs> collect what you can afford. That's probably one of the most wisest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. You don't uh, well, necessarily have to get everything. So, yeah. Again, we want to thank Edward. And uh, again, thank you guys for listening. For all you guys out there that uh, watch on YouTube and listen. And again, thank you. This has been DC Figures and Collectibles. And we will have a new episode coming out very shortly. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you.